Welcome everyone to the Send Dog Nutrition Podcast. You're with your hosts, Brian and Peter. And today we're gonna to talk about leaky gut syndrome in dogs. What are the causes of leaky gut syndrome? And probably firstly, what is it? And we'll go through how nutrition can really impact this condition, then give you ways through proper supplements to use to help this condition from progressing or even occurring in the first place. How are you, Peter? Brian, fantastic today. Um, leaky gut, it's, it's something that's obviously pretty, pretty close to us with, we're doing a lot of research into, into gut health and it is something that's not even too much talked about in, in human medicine and, and you know, we know that the gut's connected to the brain through the vagus nerve in, 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 in human health. So we feel that this is a topic we should cover because it's, it's a big unknown and, and you know, we believe that it's a chronic problem in a lot of dogs. Um, that have you know had stressful experiences, you know, loads of antibiotics, and and, and a lot of the topics um, you know that we'll cover in this podcast will will you know will dwell into that. Yeah, we we're finding that it, more and more vets are talking about it. More and more people in the industry are, and it is quite under research. But progression in research in the in recent years has really brought this to a forefront. But it's still an underrated condition um, for the causes and condition of a dog. Yeah, Brian, very well said. So maybe you can go into explaining what leaky gut is for, for our listeners out there and, and, and you know maybe we can go through some of the some of the symptoms as well, you know, later on with, with what our listeners can see if their dog is suffering from possible leaky gut. Yeah, leaky gut syndrome in dogs is a term used to describe the increased permeability or the tight junctions of the intestine. So normally they are tight, but a leaky gut has loose junctions, so more porous. So in a healthy dog, the intestinal walls serve as a barrier to keep foreign material like bacteria, food allergens, toxins, out of the body's normal circulation and tissues. But when food is eaten, it passes through the esophagus, stomach and intestines, but then only certain substances are actually absorbed in the intestine and permitted to enter the bloodstream whereas in a dog with leaky gut this barrier to the bloodstream is compromised and other substances that are not meant to be in the blood pass through like what we said before bacteria food allergens or toxins and that causes basically inflammation then and look some of those symptoms with with chronic inflammation once that bacteria gets into the bloodstream you know range from skin issues as you mentioned digestive disorders allergies arthritis and, and, and autoimmune disease. And this is a, a common question we get as well with a lot of younger dogs, you know. As, a, as an example, I had a, had a lady call yesterday and, and she said, look, I've got a four-year-old, a five-year-old dog that's got chronic arthritis. And you think, well, you know, that's a very young dog to have arthritis. And, you know, we look through and, and you know, we suspect that, that it's, you know, that it's leaky gut. So, you know, the lady is going to trial our our scent collagen obviously and, and, and provide us feedback but as I said younger dogs should not be having chronic arthritis. Yeah, you spot on Peter it's normally the first area we're looking now to see if leaky gut is showing up in in that symptom picture and it's a significant insult to that intestinal wall that brings on that leaky gut and the causes are yeah exposure to that particular toxin or over medicated as a young dog and it's one of the first puzzle pieces to sort of tick off and repair before even trying to treat that arthritis. Yeah, Brian, well said. One step onto that, Brian, is when a dog does have chronic illness, as you, as you mentioned, it can throw off the balance of the bacteria in its gut, which is, which is important 
for immune function, immune health, and, and, and many other aspects. And many things can contribute to this imbalance in the gut. And I'll, and I'll just go through a few for our listeners out there that can keep an eye on things that could contribute to this inflammation. And basically what the first one is, is processed diets. So anything with a grain or a grain-based product, any, any sort of additives, any, you know, any preservatives, anything with rice, wheat, spelt or soy, you know, keep an eye on that. Lectins from, from unsprouted grains. Uh, sugar, genetically modified foods. We, we don't have too many GMOs in Australia, luckily. Um, flea and tick treatments. This is, a, this is a big one. Like We know a lot of our listeners you know, you know, do use flea and tick treatments. So just be careful if you're, if you're a chronic user and, and doing it more often than, than what you should. That does affect your gut bacteria. Antibiotics is a big thing. You know, we know that they're rife in, in the industry and you know, there is a place in a market for antibiotics, but some veterinarians sort of prescribe you know, antibiotics for the, for the first sign of abnormality. So obviously there's a reason where they need to get, get used, but it just needs to be kept an eye on. Um, dewormers, you know, worming, worming your dog too often as well can contribute. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, steroids, over-vaccination, chronic stress. And one that, that, that we can manage is you know, lack of exercise um, for, for mental health stimulation. Yeah, it's, it's a long list there, Peter. And also, it's just impairing that barrier function of the intestinal wall, which causes this leak or increased permeability to the gut. And going back onto the medications, acute use of it, so short-term use, yes, that, that can be warranted. But when there's chronic exposure to that intestinal bacteria population with antibiotics, it destroys that barrier between the intestinal wall and that bloodstream and overuse of these medications just increases that risk. Yeah, Brian, very well summarized. So Brian, obviously, if, if some of our listeners suspect that the dog you know, is, is showing signs and symptoms or, or you know, some of those lists that we went through, um, you know, they're a bit concerned or worried, obviously, what, what a few simple steps that they can do to, you know, to help prevent it or to even sort of treat the problem? Yeah, so when trying to diagnose a dog with leaky gut, the medical diagnosis that can be proven or disproven will just lie in the symptoms that it's, they're giving. So your vet's gonna look at all the medical history, fecal samples can be collected, they'll look to see if there's intestinal parasites, blood will be collected to see that profile. And depending on like the signs and symptoms, they might do ultrasounds or radiographs, but ultimately, the vet needs to understand what is causing the underlying gastrointestinal changes or that barrier change to the intestinal wall. So it's gonna end up being a whole story or symptom picture for your vet to look at and then work through because each dog's gonna have a different profile and different puzzles to fix. Brian, I think some of the natural aspects that we can integrate into, you know, trying to help it, um, obviously, you know, improve the condition through nutrition is ideally you want to get your dog on a, on a raw sort of feed diet with kibble and, and especially some of the cheaper kibbles. They, you know, they might say grain free, but they are pretty top heavy on, on water soluble carbohydrates as well. A lot of the water soluble carbohydrates are not listed in, in dog bags in Australia. So it's a bit hard to know which one has got a lot of those carbohydrates or not. So if you you know if you're looking at um, at perhaps switching to raw, you know highly recommend you know there's a lot of different bath ranges which which are a lot more natural to your dog and and, and are balanced as well. Um, Omega threes, you know we find that uh, are always you know in deficiency with a a kibble diet. 
so you know there's just not enough fat in general in in kibble but you'll but let alone omega-3 fatty acids so our senol for dogs is you know is around about 60 percent omega-3 and there's numerous benefits um, of of high omega-3 you know one for instance is like it regulates the immune system and, and lowers inflammation you know so the one problem with processed diets is they've got you know enough omega-6s or even too much omega-6s so not enough omega-3 we need to get that balance right and ideally you want more omega-3s you know than omega-6s because obviously omega-3 is, is anti-inflammatory and then omega-6s are, are pro-inflammatory if you are using official supplement um, i think it's crucial that you read the actual product and make sure that it has been cold pressed it you know it hasn't been processed a lot of the officials they don't they don't mention on the labels you know where they come from in terms of like how the extraction is if they have been heat treated which in turn makes it sort of odorless that's an alarm bell already because that that normally wipes out a lot of the goodness that the fish oil has so just make sure that you read the, the fine print on the, on the fish oil supplement if you are feeding one an alternative is a, is a plant-based like the sand oil for dogs which is flaxseed based yeah and furthermore to the, the fish side if you want to just give whole sardines and whole food marine sources it's probably a better way than going down a processed oil that is marine based with leaky gut syndrome for dogs it is all about decreasing that intestinal inflammation and trying to restore that barrier function of the intestines so what peter's outlined there is steps that you can take small steps and and on a daily basis getting that diet and nutrition right so then you give your dog the best chance to restore that intestinal wall Brian, I'll just quote a laboratory study from, from Tufts University in America. And what, what they did is the, the dysfunction in samples of tissue from the intestinal lining found that by administering marine collagen, they were able to significantly mitigate the dysfunction by enhancing the integrity of the tight junctions. Do you want to explain it in layman terms, what that means to our listeners? Yes, yeah, so basically the collagen is repairing that intestinal wall. And it's a good segue onto our product, that the Sen Collagen containing both the marine and bovine collagen to help that intestinal permeability be be tighter and so then your leaky gut risk is lower so basically i'll, I'll quote another study brian here and this is published in the international journal of molecular science found that supplementing with glycine and glycine is about 50 percent of of our sand collagen the most abundant amino acid in the body could heal some damage to the intestinal lining of the piglets caused by e coli infection and also at the same time, research that appeared in a journal of gastroenterology found that in animals with induced IBD, um, glycine administration alleviated diarrhea, weight loss, ulceration and inflammatory changes in, in the colon and that effectively preventing the illness from taking a hold. Yeah, that's really good research. So with the Sen Collagen, that's really promoting that intestinal health and helping restore the normal intestinal function of the dog. And when we do have inquiries with owners trying to get to the bottom of the dog's condition, this is one of the first go-to products that we recommend. It's, Brian, it's a, it's a great supplement for a dog that's deficient in collagen. So unless, you know, your dog is eating, uh, you know, green tripe, obviously that hasn't been processed, you know, chicken skins, a lot of you know a lot of collagen food products it's it's very easy to to be in a deficiency so 
if a dog is deficient, it's, it's very easy to, to use like the same collagen as a supplement to make sure that your dog is getting those 17, 18 amino acids, you know, 50% glycine. If there is any issues going on with, with the gut, you sort of knock it on the head, you know, pretty much straight away. Um, and, and obviously, you know, it's not, it's not that expensive in terms of the, the cost per feed per day if you were gonna buy, you know, rich collagen-based raw food as, a, as an example. Yeah, really good point, Peter. And if, if the, our listeners want to incorporate the same collagen into, the, into their dog's diet, do not hesitate to give us a call or email or social media, and we can really help steer you into the right amounts for your dog's body weight. We do have a, an internal nutritionist that obviously can, can, can do a consult as well in terms of what you're feeding and, and, and how we can incorporate perhaps this, you know, the scent collagen or, or even the scent oil for dogs into, into your diet as well. Yeah, if you want to go one step further in ensuring up that intestinal wall health with a good probiotic just to give that bacteria flora or that bacteria environment uh, a stronger barrier, we do have a product called the Digestive Plus or Send Digestive Plus and it's got live probiotics and a prebiotic and it is a really good balance to help colonize your dog's gut on a daily basis and that would really work well with the Sen Collagen and the Sen Oil for a set period of around a month or two. Some of our listeners probably might be wondering, you know, how can we have a, a life probiotic with, with, colon, with colony forming units that's not kept in the fridge and that's, a, that's an encapsulation um, sort of patented technology that, that they were working with the manufacturer. Um, we use a Bilardi strain, which is which has been researched for about 50 years in, in human health and, and about 30 to 35 years in, in dog health. Um, and, and I think there's over 300 published studies on the on the Bilardi strain. So it is one that that you know we are very very happy with the progress that we're getting, and it is something that we studied for a long time to to pick the right one to get obviously to get the best results. So to summarise our podcast on leaky gut syndrome, it is a health condition in dogs that is still very much under research but the studies that are coming out really show the first benefits to getting over this condition is identifying your symptoms then trying to decrease the intestinal inflammation through good nutrition and then good supplements to repair that intestinal wall. Brian, and I think a product like the Sen Collagen, you know, our listeners can look at it as an insurance policy. You know, and you, you can spend thousands of dollars in trying to diagnose leaky gut, but it's, you know, there's no guarantee that the vet's going to be able to diagnose it because it's still very under-researched, as you mentioned. So, you know, for a supplement that's thirty dollars for a, you know, up to thirty days supply, you're sort of going to knock it on the head if you do suspect some of those symptoms, and just see after thirty days how your dog is, if it's any better, if it's worse. Normally, the results will be in front of you. Yeah, hundred percent. With each dog. Also remember, remove any allergens or potential toxins in the environment, but also medications that they're on that could be affecting that intestinal wall. That's really important to identify and look for alternatives, preferably a natural alternative that can be used in a longer term state. The, Brian, the great point about the scent collagen and even the scent all for dogs, you know, they're both natural products, 100%. So there are going to be no side effects at all from those products. So if for argument's sake the scent collagen didn't you know show any any improvement in your in your dog you can be rest assured that there was no negative side effects at all from from supplementing that product yeah there'll always be a positive 
benefit to that digestive tract, even if it's not shown on the outside. The easiest way for our listeners to know whether your dog is getting sufficient collagen in the diet is, is basically what, what food you're feeding that dog. And if that diet is not rich in collagen-based foods, then you know, you're almost certain that you are gonna be deficient in all those amino acids, especially the glycine. And there's numerous other functions that, that amino acids do in the body of a dog, and we'll address that in another podcast. For, for today's podcast, it's, as I said, it's, it's an insurance policy. It's, it's very cost effective. There's, there's numerous benefits out of using both products. And if you do suspect any of those symptoms, you know, go and see your vet. Um, if, you, you know, if the symptoms are not, are not very severe, you might want to just try the supplement and, and see whether, whether that supplement works for your dog. Yeah, well summarised, Peter. And yeah, that, that wraps it up. If you've got any topics you'd like us to cover off, off on in future, just send them in social media, phone, email. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.